Well, hello, and welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on your bruvs. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good, babes. Uh, welcome. It's Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, okay? I hope you're standing in your truth today, everybody. Stand in your truth. Ten toes down, okay? I'm, I'm standing and I'm delivering in my truth. Um, guys, this is Real Housewives of Potomac Day, so we're excited for that. It was also Winter is Crappening House of the Dragon season finale day. You can find that recap up now over on our Winter is Crappening feed. It'll be out uh, later tomorrow at some point. Um, but subscribe. Subscribe to that feed. It's a fun feed. Also, it's a video. So if you want Crappens on Demand videos, please join us over on Patreon. You'll also get our bonus episodes, etc. The latest bonus episode is about the New York City reboot cast that was announced at BravoCon. We just stalk all their uh, Instagrams and judge them for no reason, really. Just, just for fun. Also, Take a Seat is on Monday nights. That's at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's our live show on Spotify Live. Super fun. We look forward to talking to you guys tonight. Lisa Renna has had another insane weekend, so I'm sure a lot of it will be that, plus any Bravo that you guys want to talk about. Join us over there, okay? Oh, and we're off next week for Halloween, so we won't be there next on Monday. Spot, on, on Take a Seat, that is. Right. Okay, well, everybody, thanks for being here. Real Housewives of Potomac! Yeah, another great episode. Although, notably, people have noticed on the internet that we are now at episode three, and we have no taglines yet. It's kind of crazy. And someone on Twitter said that Bravo is retiring taglines, starting with Potomac. But then other people were like, fake news! So who knows if that's actually true, but so far we don't have any taglines, and I think that's a little bizarre. But I think next week we will get the taglines, and the reason why I say that is because I think we've had um, two to-be-continueds in a row on um, on Potomac, and this, this episode did not have a to-be-continued, so we should be opening next week kind of with a classic opening. Is that a rule? If it's a TV that's, continued, that's yeah. my um, that's the really important theory that I spent about thirty <laughs> seconds thinking about today. I was like, guys, I can't wait to debut my new theory on the podcast. <laughs> well, maybe they're just trying to figure out how Wendy can do another one about being busy. I'm the busiest yeah. person with so many degrees. Busy, busy, busy. God, I don't even have time <laughs> to do this tagline. I'm too blessed to be stressed, but I'm too stressed to be messy. Too blessed to be busy, but I'm busy to be stressed. It's like, God, Wendy, all right. We'll try it again next week, Wendy, okay? There's a lot in my plate. That's like her whole thing. That's her whole thing this season. There's a lot in my plate. Wendy, could you please come up with something else? Um, Balding? Okay, that doesn't (laughs) really slip off the tongue with any rhymes or anything, so. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's stick with plates, okay? I'm not going to lose my hair over this fight. (laughs) <laughs> no, Wendy. There's no real ring to that. Go, go back. When it comes to stress, it's a it's a hairy situation. <laughs> uh, hey, why is it still glowing on my back? They're like, wait a minute, stop reading from Ronnie's diary. All right, it's just. <laughs> Um, so we open where we left off last week at this TikTok sexy dance party. <laughs> naturally, naturally. 
<laughs> as one does. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Um, sorry, I can't make it to lunch. I'm going to a TikTok dance party class. So <laughs> there are gonna, there's going to be champagne and cupcakes served too. So <laughs> Candace is still quarreling with uh, the producer, and uh, she's like. If it's going to be about maligning my fucking husband, you don't want me here, okay? I will not have it. I know that you know what's going on. And Eric, the, the executive vice, um, executive producer, says, listen, I don't control what they say any more than I control what you say, platypus. Platypus! Yeah, he's like, listen, I can't control them. I can't control you. Now fold up a paper towel and... Make it into a triangle and dab your eyes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, do a little, I'm a little teapot short and stout to the whole bit. There, there you, you go. go. Very good. Look Very at you good. deciding to do this all on your own. And she's like, this is bullshit. If I want, if you want that, Michael Darby is available for that. The ass-grabbing motherfucker that actually likes to make people feel uncomfortable. He is available for that. Not my husband. And furthermore, London Bridge is falling down, is falling down, is falling down. Wait a second, why am I saying this? <laughs> to the Macarena. Very good. <laughs> she's, just doing, she's just hopping around in a little square. <laughs> so back so. with the ladies, Ashley's like, why is Candace over there? And mm. Candace just yells, Candace is fine. Candace is fine. <laughs> She's like, These women have apologized for Michael Darby over and over and over again. And if he walked in here right now, they would hug him and offer him tea and crumpets. But my husband, who has never given anyone a reason to think ill of him, is now the target. Help me understand. <laughs> Help me understand how these ladies do not appreciate a duck quesadilla. Please explain <laughs> that to me. <laughs> and Eric's like, listen, I'm sure you've all said something about each other. Ronald McDonald owns a farm. E -I -E -I <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> yes, I've said things that are true. I've said things that are true. And don't come and don't cut any of my fourth wall. I want this all in here because Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty. I don't know what I'm saying this. I've had a great fall. <laughs> Karen's been controlled at home. Um, so she walks off and there's like horror music tinkles. And she just like leaves the gym, like casually just walks out. And Wendy's like, what is happening? And Candace says, I am going to take my black ass out of here because the alternative is Giselle gets the -ta 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 one. And I ain't giving you all that. I'm sorry. I'm on a yoga mat. I got things to do and things to lose. Not today, Satan. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. <laughs> you don't have it. How, how do these shows change your side? I mean, so violent. Like, how do I like Candace? I, I know. don't like Candace. I don't like her. And now I'm like, yes. She's yes, cracking Candace. me up. It's the power of like a good radio single or aspiring radio single, you know? Now I'm like, you better drive back, drive back. Icon. She's an icon. <laughs> so, um, so Wendy's like, now they're like, I guess we should talk about something else maybe. So Wendy's like, so I met with Peter 
and we talked about, you know, what does this place look like, the Nigerian lounge? And he loved that, you know, especially that I'd be putting up the money for it. And Sharice is like, yeah, he loved the he loved the idea of a Nigerian restaurant, especially with the bar for children. Uh, that's also a library, <laughs> two to five. And Sharice goes, but a restaurant, you got to live in that. You really do. You got to live in that restaurant. And Wendy's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't be the majority owner. I mean, he would be taking 20% ownership. And, you know, I mean, I would be taking 20% ownership. And, you know, like for 20%, I don't have to live there. And Sharice is like, uh, who's 20%? Who's doing the 20%? She's like, I would be. And the other 80%? PETA. Sharice is like, mm. have you Googled this guy? Just Google him. Just Google the guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so did she give herself a raise too? Because I thought she was 10%. Was it 20? I well, think I hope it was. It was. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Wasn't he like, okay, then you, you get, you, you get, okay, first, we don't make any money for the first two years. And then after that, you know, we'll get like 10% of what the restaurant is. And then you get 10% of that. <laughs> It's like you yeah, get 50 you, you cents. may have been right. I don't well, know. I don't what it know. Was. I don't know. My brain I mean, doesn't, it doesn't matter really work like that. I'm just twenty percent of zero is zero at the end of the day. Okay, so it doesn't <laughs> matter what percentage it is. I just thought it was funny that Wendy is giving herself a raise in this hypothetical. So um, Sharice so is like, "Oh yeah, Peter Thomas, are you going to go to his grand opening tomorrow?" And she's like, "Well, again, I have something to do. I have something to do at all times. Always. <laughs> I'm I'm very very busy." And now she's like, but what if your relationship with Eddie starts to suffer because of this? And she's like, well, I haven't downloaded him on the latest conversation, but Eddie said he doesn't want me doing anything else until I can manage what's currently on. Wait for it. My plate. (laughs) So, uh, Mia, Wendy is boring the tears out of me and probably the (laughs) audience as well. uh. So I give you a really (laughs) nice text. I don't want us to be in a bad place, Mia, because I like you. Uh. And she's like, well, that's what I thought. I thought you liked me too. So Robin's like, can you guys go talk somewhere else? Okay, because I want to talk shit in here. Go somewhere else, please. So uh, Giselle and, and Mia go into like back to the purple dance room where they have just like not bothered to turn on the regular, you know, lights still. And Giselle brings the cupcakes. She brings the entire thing like double tray of cupcakes and wendy's like so what we just have to sit here while we wait for them is that what we're doing you want to hear about my plate i got a lot on it <laughs> i've already talked about my plate i don't really know where to go from here <laughs> so ashley's like well i don't mind but you know giselle really is taking the brunt of all of this when we all felt that mia's story was fishy and wendy's like well i'm coming from a different place because my friend has cancer so i come from that place and so you know give the benefit of the doubt but however i do feel as though if it wasn't true it would be something to clear up because you don't want that negativity wow that was a lot on my plate that was a lot (laughs) i just read my plate Wow, my plate my plate is so big that that was actually written around the perimeter of it. I got that whole sentence in. <laughs> and Robin's so Robin, like, well, I do believe she's going through something. However, her message was very confusing. You don't say I'm going to the cancer center and then not update us. It's been a week. I mean, it's been a week. Where are the updates? <laughs> yeah, so then meanwhile, in the other room, Zell's like, have I been a little confused uh, about your social media posts? Uh, yes, uh, but that's none of my business, uh, even though I've clearly made it my business, which is why we have to have a whole special conversation about it here in a weird purple room. Uh. 
all the challenge I had is I didn't ever expect for you to be the one to attack me in a group setting in response to something so sensitive. That hurt me to my core. I'm gonna have to give I'm gonna have to get that hurt bipseed and see what it's like because my doctor said it could be dangerous. <laughs> so Wendy she goes, doesn't know how to say it. It's so funny. Every time she says it, she's like, I'm gonna get bippity. I'm gonna get something bippity inside of me. So then Wendy is still arguing with Robin and she's like, Well, Robin, you know, things have happened since her social media post. It's and it's like that's what's like what's going on. And Robin goes, Well then why last week did you try to put it on? Oh, it's Robin and Giselle. You said, Oh, what did those two say? Because she's referring to the spring party where Wendy walked up and said, Oh, what are those two saying about, you know, your cancer? <laughs> She's like, wait, I didn't even say your name. She goes, you don't have to say my name for me to know that I'm that for me to know that you're talking about me. She goes, well, I don't understand the aggression, Robin. When we're talking about the same situation, Robin's like, well, I want to know why Wendy said those two when you all share the same sentiment. And Wendy goes, no, we don't have the same sentiment. So let's put that on the record there, and then we'll put that record on my plate, okay? Because you called me a liar on the record. And Sharice is like, Wendy and Robin, you two need therapy. Go find the therapist. Something else is going on here beside this. Something else is going on here. Wow, look at Sharice, Detective Sharice. So Wendy's like, when is uh when when we when I saw Mia at the spring thing in a ring ling ping ting fling ding ding bing bing, I embraced her. My energy was different. You all went in on her. That's the difference. <laughs> and uh, then we go inside the room, the other room, and Giselle's like, "My delivery ah was horrible ah." And Mia's like, "Well, if you have a concern, bring it to me. Assuming I'm not at the John Hopkins Cancer Center, and don't bring it all the way around the mulberry bush." <laughs> Don't bring it all around the Barbara Bush about it. Just come to me about it. And just, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. And Mia's like, whoa, never saw that coming. I can genuinely tell you're sorry and you didn't mean to be so abrupt. <laughs> I based that off of nothing. So, <laughs> so then back, meanwhile, Robin and Wendy are now going at it. And Robin's like, the first thing I said to her was, are you okay? I said, your credibility is low and your message is confusing, but you wanted to come over and act like Robin and Giselle were the only people that had questions about her death. I love that Robin is proving that she was actually being a good friend because she said, hey, are you okay? Because I don't fucking believe you. Your credibility is shit. I asked if she was okay. And Wendy says, no, you called her a liar. And I have never called her a liar. Stand in your truth, Robin. Stand in your truth. Robin, stand in your truth, Robin. Robin, <laughs> stand in your ten toes down, Robin. Stand in it. <laughs> and Giselle's like, wow, wow. They're screaming out there, <laughs> So then she keeps screaming, 
stand on your truth. And so Robin stands up and she's like, I'm standing on it. I'm standing on it. And she starts coming towards Wendy and Wendy goes, sit down, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Wendy goes, because Wendy's like, listen, I stand in my truth because even when I'm sitting, I'm still standing. Sit down. (laughs) A lot of, this is definitely kind of hearkening back to uh, Kelly Ben Simone telling Alex McCord, open your eyes. Now close your eyes. Now close your eyes. Now open your eyes. But Robin is getting really upset over this, and she starts coming towards me. I mean, coming towards Wendy like she's about to put an umbrella on her neck. You know, she's <laughs> got that kind of um, attitude. So Ashley's like, um, oh, they're back now. So now everybody's calm. And Robin's like, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm sitting because she's the queen of the world. <laughs> so Ashley's like, oh, so did you guys have a good conversation in the purple room? And Mia's like, yeah, I feel okay now. So Ash is like, did the, by the way, did the doctor rule out cancer? And she's like, yes, they ruled out malaria. What? Malaria. <laughs> what? Malaria. He ruled out malignancy. Malaria. What is it? Malignancy. 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 Trump. Now you're just, now you're just naming Republican women. <laughs> Molly, Nancy, are those Republican women? Yeah, um, it's like malignancies, but you know, I have lumps. And Giselle's like, "So you're gonna wait?" Just yeah, I'm gonna wait till August. You know, I mean, what's a couple of lumps really? And Sharice just starts laughing because she's so ridiculous, right? So yeah. Robin's like, "Well, Mia, I would like." to get to know you better but i just you know i don't know what you're talking about something sometimes like what are you talking about mia's like why are you hovering over your chair i don't know if i should be sitting or standing (laughs) i like that mia just goes that's fair (laughs) yeah so then robin's like hey um so hey are your is, is, is your your kid plays basketball with my kid and they've got spring break next week hey Hey, uh, Giselle, do your daughters have spring break? Yes. Uh, hey, uh, Ashley, do your toddlers have spring break? She's like, um, I guess. <laughs> hey, uh, person who, dance instructor, do you know about the concept of uh, spring break? Is TikTok getting a spring break? Uh, she's so heavy handed, right? And so she's like, yeah, well, wow, all of our kids are going to have spring break. So I was thinking of doing a family fun day. They've never met your son. And Wendy's like, aw. And Sharice goes, wait, is Wendy not invited? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, uh-uh. Wendy's like, why wasn't I invited? She's like, you know, for me, kids is where I draw the line. For me, it's a character flaw if someone is inviting people's kids and purposely doesn't invite other children, children who could hold plates. But that's fine. (laughs) I mean, that's a stretch. I get that Robin's being rude as fuck, but kids is where I draw the line. Inviting some kids and not (laughs) other kids. Like, usually it means, like, don't you come for my children. Not, they want to come to your family fun day, too. Like, no kid (laughs) wants to go to Robin's family fun day, okay? I, believe it or not, I actually kind of... I kind of agreed with Wendy on this one because I kind of feel like it's shitty if those kids find out that all the other kids are are playing but they weren't invited. That's gonna suck for those. That's gonna hurt those kids because you know Man. Wendy's gonna say that to them. Wendy's gonna be like, "I just want you to know who all the kids are playing, but you." 
and we're going to do something fun instead. And then she's going to say, my kids were crying. My kids were crying. <laughs> yeah, but in that case, it's Wendy hurting her children, not well, somebody then, else. Well, then Wendy's hurting. Well, then I would also be <laughs> mad at Wendy. But for right now, I'm mad You're at You're like, Robin. no, I'm mad at Wendy. Wendy is <laughs> <Sit> terrible. <laughs> I'm standing in all my truth, Swanee. Standing your ten toes down, It's a man. nuanced it's a nuanced situation, Ten and I would like down. you to hold space for me, okay? <laughs> so, um, but of course, Robin's being a dick on purpose, which is why she announced every single person first. So, yeah. uh, Robin's like, well, you called me a horrible person, so I don't care. And uh, she's like, well, I'm not opening my mouth to ask her one question about her kid's availability. I'm 1,000% good not having her in my life. So mm-hmm. Ashley's like, hey, guys. Anybody know why Candace stormed out? And Jizz is like, hmm, I don't know why. I think her stomach hurt. Did she storm out? Did she? Oh, did I say anything that potentially upset her? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think she's a little stomach issue. Uh. <laughs> so then everyone's leaving. And Wendy doesn't realize she's still got her mic on. So we just see a shot of the window and we hear Wendy and the producer talking. And the producer's like, Zen Wen, hey, so how are you with Mia after that? She's like, oh, good. I think out of everyone, I'm the only one giving her a chance. But, I mean, she's lying, so who cares? We all know she's lying. We all know. I mean, jeez. Even my plate knows. (laughs) And then they rewind the footage. And 20 minutes ago, it goes, you see her say, you called me a liar. I have never called her a liar. Stand in your truth. Stand in your truth. I'm sorry. She tells Robin, you called Mia a liar, and I've never called her a liar. Stand in your truth. And then it comes back to present, and Wendy goes, oh, I'm still miked. Like, that was, the show went out of its way to basically undermine Wendy. Like, you can tell she does not have fans on production if they did that to her. They were like, we're going to carve out 30 seconds of time to make you look like an idiot right now. Does anybody? Because they did it. I mean, they're putting all of Candace's stuff in there, too. Even though Candace said, you leave it in there. Uh, I think they're like, this is what we have to deal with. Okay, everybody. Um, Now, all of this said, this is hilarious. But also, so what? I mean, Wendy is telling Mia to her face, like, I care and I hope you're okay. I mean, do you have to walk up to everybody and call them a liar right to their face? What kind of world would that be? Yeah, I think that's how Wendy would defend herself. She would say, well, I never, in our group, I never called her a liar. I may personally believe that, but I never called her that. But you called her that. I don't know. She probably would find a slippery way around it. Either way, I think production is mad at Wendy and they probably are mad. They probably feel like she is. um, I'm going to just guess they feel like she is um, self-producing or something. And so therefore, they're just showing the audience that what you see is maybe not the real deal. So then um, three hours later, Candace is in the kitchen on her journey to freezing her eggs with like her shots laid out and her this and then she calls her nurse and she's like i have to do this all on my own because my husband is at work <laughs> Criangle, criangle, criangle. by the way Criangle is not trademarked by this show i read that shit on reddit and have never it's never left my mind what a great that's term. amazing triangle <laughs> we are we are going to use it with all due respect and love to Reddit because I honor on Reddit you, are Bravo great. Real we Housewives. Honor, what we honor that Reddit channel. They're great. 
They are so funny. <laughs> what, crying. What a name. So anyway, she's got that, and she's like crying, and she, or like her big thing is, she's, Chris, is it work? I shouldn't have to give myself a shot. <laughs> Even <laughs> though the infrastructure is set up for people to do this because it happens to many people where they have to do it by themselves. But that's okay, Candace. I'm broken. I am broken. So then, <laughs> sorry, I was taking. A I was like, "Wow, you left me, left me hanging there." I was like, "Did I say something? Did I say something insensitive about the I'm done. Of, no, I, the I was just taking a bath of vape. I'm slowly killing myself <laughs> while she's uh, taking <laughs> shots. Yeah. So she's she's like, you know, at a time when I should be at my calmest and most focused, I'm forced to deal with Giselle's accusations. Giselle knows what I'm going through. I've talked about it with her, and I got too comfortable with Giselle, motherfucking Bryant, and now I gotta give a shot to myself. Okay, and the nurse is like, all right, ma'am, we're gonna need you to stop pretending to go down a staircase. Oh, you're on an escalator now. Is, so this, then- is your executive producer nearby? Is he doing this to you? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, give yourself a shot in the ear. <laughs> like, oh, I had to give. I am pregnant in my ear, and I did it on my own. So you think? So you think? <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So now let's go to Modern Nail Bar, and it's Karen mm. and Ray. Ray, are you excited? Ready for your manicure, Ray? And he's like. Yes, are they doing it with their teeth? No, Ray, this is the modern nail bar, Ray. <laughs> They're going to shave them down with horse hooves? No, modern, Ray, more modern. <laughs> He's like, on such a beautiful day, this is the thing I think we should do. That was sarcasm, honey. Mm, are you trying to be funny? He's like, I am very funny. Oh, Ray, so funny. And she tells us, well, I was very sad to miss the TikTok class, but in this day and age, if you have a hundred and two fever, you better stay home. My national treasure is Ray Huga. <laughs> All right, ladies, we're going to give him some pink fingernails. That's some com- That's some Karen Hugo comedy for you, Ray. So Ray's like, do you do this all the time? She goes, oh, yes, Ray, I take care of myself. I love on Karen, Ray. He's like, that's why you look so good. Oh, because I'm taking care of myself. Remember, that's my storyline. I take care of myself. Are you jealous that other people might be checking out your hot wife who has manicured nails? (laughs) And arm fat in her breasts, Ray? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ray, I hate to be such a hussy with my French manicure, Ray. People are looking far and wide at me now. You know, whenever I wave at the children who look up to me all over this country, my boobs weigh now. They wave now, Ray, because I've put the jiggle from under my arms into my breasts. Now that I represent Surrey County, USA, when I wave, I need people to know that the people of Surrey County... Have a gloss finish, Ray. <laughs> so uh, Ray's like, well, every man is a little insecure about his attractive wife being attracted to other men. I mean, you've always been attracted to other men. Well, well, other <laughs> men have been attracted to you, one or the other. 
She's like, whoa, 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 Ray, let's uh, slow your roll, or as they said when you were a child, let's slow your covered wagon, okay? In our marriage, you said we could have, I could have eye candy, and you're used to be okay with that, Ray, eye candy? And he's like, I'm good as long as candy is candy. And she just shrugs, like, <laughs> so are they going to have a swinger storyline this season? Because I love that. Please do it. That would be fun. I'm in full support of this storyline. I love it. So Ashley goes to see a house. Who is she with? Her brother. Oh, that's her brother? I didn't write it down. Yes, I I forgot his name, though. I just kept writing brother the entire time. Could I have written it down? Sure, I I could have rewound it, but I knew that the Marriott Medicine reunion was next, and I was not about to waste any time. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So um, how was the reunion, um, by the way? Hilarious. Oh my God, those ladies are so fucking crazy. <laughs> they all bring out receipts and, oh, really? Well, here's my check. Tori's like, you don't believe that I make money? Well, here's here, uh, receipts of checks that I've gotten. And Andy reads them. He's like, okay, $6,000 from a lipstick company. <laughs> and Cross is like, $6,000. Hoobly, hoobly, doobly. <laughs> <laughs> It was insane. Every weekend, I'm like, I'm going to catch up on my marriage to medicine. And I feel like every weekend goes by. And I not only do I not catch up on my marriage to medicine, I don't catch up on any of the other shows I need to watch. But, you know, I do, I am pledging to catch up on it because I was enjoying the season quite a bit. But, you know, thank you for keeping the torch alive, keeping the marriage medicine torch alive. So, anyway, Ashley goes to see a house with her brother. And um, the producer is really heavy this episode because now you hear the producer all this scene too so they're like okay so you're with this chick natalie so natalie works for michael and she's like yeah natalie's been around since you know i met michael so it's pretty natural to have her here and natalie's like well you know this would be about you know twenty thousand million trillion dollars so i'm sure we could work that out and the producer says so has michael considered a cash offer and ashley's like well, you know, um, he said it wasn't the best decision because of uh, refinancing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, something about bicycle shorts and <laughs> refinancing and APR. A- she just like twitches her nose I? and looks away. <laughs> yeah. She like has no idea what it is. So, um, uh, so now they're like walking through the, through the place and everything. And it's like a $1.5 million house and it's 4,000 square feet. It's crazy. And, um, Ashley, uh, she basically tells Natalie that the determining factor on this is going to be Michael because she says that their separation could impact the process. And Natalie's like, oh yeah, no, I actually spoke to the lender already already, and everything's fine. Everything's, that's what I was getting at. Right, Ronnie, that basically their separation is not going to have an impact on their interest rate. Is that, is that what right? But Michael is saying, this? listen, we can't get divorced because if we get divorced and you're not going to have the credit to get a house, you need to be with me in order to get the house. Got it. And so she's like, okay. And Ashley's like, oh no, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. So the producer keeps calling her out on it. And she's like, well, she says that the lender in the bank and, are all fine and you look very surprised and she's like yeah i mean saying buying a home is dependent on our marital status makes me look at michael a little sideways now you're looking at michael 
you're always looking sideways away from Michael, so you can yeah. excuse taking all this goddamn money from an asshole. Okay, just do. And I support it. Okay, I support it. But let's stop pretending like you're just now realizing that Michael's shady. I mean, and also he's hiding Mike- money. You know, I was that, gonna right? say you have to look at Michael sideways because if you look at him full on. You will be like, I can't believe I married this person right now. <laughs> Australian Gollum. Yeah, so, you, look at, um, you look at him full on and suddenly you're fighting over a volcano for your ring. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> so uh, the producer's like, the producer's like, well, does it make you a little worried that right out the gate he's lying to you about the finances? And she's like, well, when I think about that, I get upset. But like, man, I can't let it bog me down. I'm like. No, let it bog you down. <laughs> you are going through a divorce. You need to be bogged down with this because you have to realize how you're being taken advantage of. Bog yourself down, ma'am. So um, she tries this thing with her brother where they're left alone. And she's like, it's my first time living alone. It's so scary. My marriage is actually ending you know and he's like uh-huh and she just he's like okay he hugs her but she's trying to cry but she just can't do it she's so full of shit this girl i know she's like no when i sing coffee and sex it'll just be coffee he's like uh <laughs> okay he's like, uh-huh <laughs> so then we go over to robin's house and she's like oh my god uh, when you pour stuff in the sink pour it down the drain and who made these counters so smeared this is ridiculous <laughs> so they're in a new house uh and um they finally have gotten out of their financial hole that they were in for years so this house is like really special to robin and juan because it's like their rebound house basically so juan uh comes into the room and he's got like um a, no i think robin comes in and she's got like a filing cabinet like shelf she has like a, a a whole bunch of files basically and she's like i found some old files from 20 years ago isn't this fun one he's like oh god wow the sexiest thing my wife could do pulling out manila folders of files from the worst time of our lives so she's like, well, as we try and figure out this wedding situation, my mom sent me this the other day. It's a picture of our wedding. She said, wow, she said, any plans for a repeat? What do I even say anymore? And he goes, do you still have that dress? She's like, I gave it away seven years ago on television. God. I'm like, Juan, you got to like put some effort into this relationship for crying out loud. It's documented. I know. He's like, please. Yeah. He's like, please say it. we don't have to pay for another dress, please. <laughs> so she's like, okay, speaking of, I wanted to talk about, what do you think about? I don't know. A prenup. And he's like, uh, what the fuck? Oh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's like, like listen. Yeah, he's like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I make more money than you do anyway. What do I care? And then the producer's like, is that accurate? She's like, he didn't say that. He said he will make more money than me. You know how men are. Like, hmm. I think he said that he th- that he makes more money. <laughs> yeah, they, they show it again where he says, uh, I make more money than you. So uh, Juan's like, well, why didn't you, if it's so important to you, why didn't you bring it up the first time we got married? I mean, you acted all shocked when we brought up the prenup the first time. And she's like, well, look, when we went through divorce, things got ugly. And he's like, no, they didn't. She's like, yes, they did. He said, how were they ugly? And she's like, well, you were dating. And then that made things more stressful. He's like, Robin, stop. She goes, no, this is a rational thing to think. I don't want you thinking, oh, now I'm taking talking about this because now I've got businesses. 
I'm like, Robin, he already said he's fine with it. That's when you just stop talking. You say, you got your win. End of scene. But I she know. wants to make a scene out of this. She she was expecting more. She's like, listen, this is my season of dropping called Boring on the Internet. Please give me more than yes. I have talking points. In fact, that's what this entire drawer is. I got 20 years worth of talking points I prepared for this episode. I know. And he's like, listen, I'm proud of what you've built. I wouldn't come after that. She goes, well, I wouldn't think you would. And he goes, okay, but then why a prenup? She goes, because you never know. And he's like, okay, well, let's write up a prenup. Let's make a piece of paper and we'll say what you get and what I get. She goes, but you need to add what you want on there. Where are you going? We're fighting. <laughs> Robin, <laughs> she's trying so hard to make an argument happen. And he's like, fine, we'll do a prenup. He's like, we already had a prenup in our lives. This is not going to be a storyline. She's like, but make sure. She's like, make sure you get everything that you wanted. She's like angry at him that he's not like standing up for what he wants. I'm taking your dope sweatshirt. He's like, okay. God damn it. <laughs> so now Wendy goes to a medical clinic where Dr. Kindred is. And it turns out that Wendy's hair is falling out and it's thinning. And uh, she started losing the hair after she gave birth to Cameron and she's ignored it. So basically, long story short, going on The Real Housewives causes your hair to fall out of your head. Pretty much. I mean, I think we've learned at least that much. Um, But also, don't say Cameron did it. I mean, what the hell? (laughs) He already doesn't get to go to Family Fun Day. Yeah, I think Cameron's a she, though, by the way. So Wendy said, she, just want to make sure we don't misgender that little baby. Little, But by the way, that kid is like five now, which is crazy, or feels like it. <laughs> Cameron, am I right? So Wendy is like, my hair, you know what? My scalp feels super tender all the time. And it feels like my body is breaking down because she. I do so much. I have a lot of, well, now I've got a lot of hair on my plate because it fell off of my head. You know how it goes, Dr. Kindred. And Dr. Kindred, first of all, Dr. Kindred, what a beautiful name. I could never be friends with somebody named Dr. Kindred. A, because they're doctors, they're too smart for me. And B, because when she starts hating me, I'll be like, I can't even keep friends with somebody named Kindred. Like, even somebody named Kindred hates my guts, okay? What am I doing wrong? Come back here, Juan! (laughs) I want to sign a prenup with Dr. Kindred. So Dr. Kindred is like, well, this is how stress works. When you get stressed, it's like a little... It's like a little man, and it pulls pulls from your follicles. Stress worsens it. Tension worsens it. And she's like, oh, oh, my God. I'm going through all of those things. Let me pause my face, and we can see a thought bubble of me saying, oh, my God. I'm going through, much, through so much stress. Stress and tension. Plate, plate, plate. A lot on my plate. Plate, plate. <laughs> Yeah, and they show like they show like various flashbacks, including just Peter Thomas. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, if you're concerned about your hair falling out of your head, don't get into business with Peter Thomas. That is not going to be an unstressful experience. <laughs> I know. Look at his head. That's not a Seriously. less stressful man than than you need to be in your life. So then um, Dr. Kindred is like, okay, well, there's a couple of ways we could deal with this. One is minoxidil. Okay. The only problem is you might get some facial hair. <laughs> Wendy's like, not a beard, not a beard. <laughs> now, Dr. Kindred, you're currently on television. You shouldn't have said that part. That would have been an amazing arc for Wendy, <laughs> like in two episodes. Well, my hair was thinning, but now I got a beard. Like that, I mean, 
that would have been new territory for the housewives i would have loved that i know they just stumble into like a whole new world of housewives so then um (laughs) mia goes to lunch with robin and she's like dressed in this power cream suit and Mm. robin's in like a bedazzled hoodie she's like oh wow you really uh got dressed up for this well yeah i have a meeting later um it turns out i have a myopathy uh so that's a lot i don't know what that is me neither really i'll have the (laughs) shrimp first of all i need a cocktail and robin's like well i've I feel like the week before at Karen's spring event, I'm sure you left not feeling good about me or Giselle, but I want to make sure you and I are all good. And she's like, I'm not upset when he owns. Um, Robin's like, I'm not sure what you just said, but I'll just say (laughs) it's all in the delivery, you know, and I'm wrong for that. Yeah. And she's like, "Uh uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mia just keeps saying, mm-hmm, even when nothing is being said. Robin's like, I'm going to look at the menu. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm in a power suit. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm, a lot like Hillary Pinted. Uh, so Mia's like, uh, well, you're right, Robin. I wasn't upset with the other girls because they didn't walk up to me like, oh, is this what cancer not cancer looks like? I mean, that was a totally different beef. Hmm. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just felt bad about how it all went down because we didn't know what was going on. And I want to know what's going on. Like Ashley asked, if mm-hmm. you're cancer free mm-hmm. and you said yes, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. so your second post, you mm-hmm. said no cancer for now, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I have to get lumps mm-hmm. removed and have mm-hmm. bipsies. I don't know what that word went. Mm-hmm. 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 But then yesterday you said, well, I have all these bilopsies and like it was a surgery and basically they they like they hook in and then they're like bloop 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 and then it's like (laughs) so that's pretty much what it was robin's like oh so you had them biopsied but not removed okay will you understand where my confusion would be well i mean look they wrote books about each other which are called biopsies no those are biographies (laughs) now who has cancer (laughs) <laughs> point made boom well basically what happened was i had lumps and then they were like on a play date and then they left and they said bye but they tripped at the same time and said oopsies so they called them bye oopsies <laughs> so i mean sure if you're gonna miss a timeline off social media the post <laughs> is um two weeks old right so there's a lot that has transpired okay so I didn't give an update because I don't have an update. <laughs> but you said a lot has transpired, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, she's like, and the way she just nods and sits up really straight and just nods at you with her eyes wide open going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're supposed to just nod along with her saying, oh, yeah, this makes sense. But Robin's like, yeah, but you see how it snowballs? Because if you open that door on social media, like, do you give an update later, maybe? They're, they're lumps, not snowballs. No, it's it's an expression. Okay, well, do you let's mean, just... Do you mean snowball bumps? Because I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, this is getting more difficult i love by the way how mia says well if you're basing it off of timeline the timeline of social media it's like yes that's what this is all about that you posted on social media so yes that is exactly right 
<laughs> so she goes, okay, well, tell me about the lump. Well, um, from what I understand, he's a father figure, but also <laughs> uncle to that. No, the lumps. Oh, okay. Well, I have a lump on my ass, and I'll show you if you want to look at it. But it's not cancer, but it looks like I have an autoimmune disorder. So we don't know what it is. I mean, it could be. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm, that's what she's going to say. Of course, well, she jumps right to that one. Well, I'm yeah. very excited because it means that I can get into my car and i'm immune from things that's why it's called an autoimmune disorder so i'm very safe so this pandemic now i know i just get in my car and i can avoid covid no punky no monkey pox for my car that is for nature <laughs> so robin's like oh i think the story just blew up in her face but i'm i guess i'm glad it's not cancer so Robin asked her, did you catch this Candace story? Because Giselle said when we were all in New Jersey that Chris came to her and said, let's talk privately in your room. And then Giselle said she didn't feel comfortable. I mean, it's all, you know, Robin's saying it like, it's kind of all ridiculous, right? And Mia goes, well, I've got something that is. <laughs> so we're like, oh, damn, we go to commercial break. It's time for a commercial it's time for a crappens commercial. And we come back and she's like, spring fling in my perfume, my perfume, in my perfy aisle, pearly, pearly feels, perfilial, I see Chris and he is like staring me down, like very uncomfortable. And then they show a clip of the spring fling. <laughs> And Mia is standing there talking to someone, and you see Chris behind her, completely not looking at her at all. And it says, Chris, not looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> it was awkward, and you don't stare at someone, like, and I kept catching it. And they just show, go back to more footage. It says, Chris, still not looking. <laughs> so ridiculous. So I just wanted to read you this, because, you know, the internet is such a fun place. Hold on, let me get that. Good. So um, Chris is like, uh, not cool at all. Because people are like, Mia, what the hell? Now you're accusing him? That's such bullshit. And so Chris wrote, not cool at all. And then Mia wrote, no, I felt stares for sure, but not in, in an appropriate manner. Honestly, felt insecure because I was so skinny, pale, and frail from being sick. Nothing but love and respect for you and Candy Gal. So sorry for even saying it. Hashtag blame it on the hashtag margarita. <laughs> this is like Mia's entire reality show career is her being like, well, I think I said it wrong. I think I remembered it wrong. <laughs> she just throws out bombs and then is like, oh, actually, that didn't happen. <laughs> She's just like, she's a, she's a pathological liar. But God bless her. So um, now we go to Karen's house where Karen's pouring some Simply Lemonade mm, into a pitcher. But I think the Simply Lemonade logo is blurred out. But I was like, I know what brand that is. It is Simply Lemonade. So Giselle shows up. Karen's like, Giselle, hi. I'm happy about this invite. Ah. Can I wear my shoes in here, Ra? She's like, no, Giselle. <laughs> I've framed a picture for you. Do not wear shoes in homes of women you are trying to befriend, for thou art worthy without the love of an angel. Please put that on your your fireplace next time you're at your starter home. 
Can't believe you're still framing lessons for, of etiquette for me after all these years. Ah. <laughs> um, so she's like, I can't believe I'm in your house. Ah. And Karen's like, baby steps, baby steps, or as we call them, Ray steps, because he really does walk like a little tiny baby, and you're always hoping he doesn't just poop. <laughs> Let me just clarify, shoeless baby steps, shoeless baby steps. So, so um, they start yapping, and Giselle's like, Karen is crazy 100%, but she loves me, and I love how she loves me. It's just weird. Yeah, it's almost... Uh, I feel like that's almost a song lyric. I feel like I've heard that as a lyric, like, I love how you love me, something like that. I don't know. So Giselle starts talking about the TikTok dance um, class and everything, and Giselle starts demonstrating the dance, and Karen's like, Giselle, you're making this stuff up. Don't be ridiculous. This is crazy. It's crazy what's happening here. She's like, I'm not. That is what we were really doing. And Karen's like, Ashley knows how to do that tiki-talky. You've seen it. And so they start gossiping, and Karen's like, well, Ashley shared with me that you and Candace had a moment. It was a comfort level where you aren't comfortable, but Chris was maybe comfortable, but you weren't comfortable there. So I say, Chris comfortable, you uncomfortable. Chris owes you an apology. And then we cut over to Candace and Chris going to a restaurant called All Set, which for some reason, it just made me laugh. I don't know why. I felt like there was, there was probably some, there's something about going to, these two going to a restaurant called All Set that, I don't, I've, I feel like if there's any two people that are not All Set, it's these two. Well, they are All Set by Dorothy, you know? Well, also, so Candace, can, Candace will literally throw the place setting at somebody, you know? <laughs> Go to somewhere where they make you eat with sporks. That's what I suggest. <laughs> so, Candace, thank you for helping me get to my joke. Because I was like, I started this one. I don't know where to go with it. So, Candace, <laughs> Candace is like, <laughs> she's like uh, talking about how um, she's not responding um, <laughs> in the time. Oh, that the uh, her body's not responding to the uh, fertility treatments in the time that the it normally would no and no the, I, well, here, I don't maybe that's what she meant may, i don't know what she meant this is a little confusing know. to me and i i guess i'm not really in the place to be throwing accusations I re- on baby <laughs> i really got thrown off by all set i'm not gonna lie I'm- <laughs> <laughs> now who's not all set oh i'm not all set well i'm not all crampings. set so, um, Triangles. Candace is like, well, the doctor called me before I left. I'm not responding in the time that they're used to. So I think she's not getting her shit done in time is what I'm taking oh. from it. So she folds in, and this is of course Chris's fault because he works late. So she folds her <laughs> napkin into the triangle to make some tears. And she's like, and the doctor sees this every day and she knows what it's supposed to look like. And she's like, and I just feel like I'm not succeeding. So I don't know what she means. But if it is you who's not getting your shit in on time, get your shit in on time. And if it's the treatment's fault, do better treatments. You charge zillions of dollars for that shit, people. Yeah. So um, uh, Chris is like, well, you know, it's very early, so don't stress about it. And Kenneth goes, but the stuff, here's the thing. The stuff with Giselle is stressing me out. And stress can contribute negatively to producing enough eggs. I mean, so that's why I thought she was saying, originally I thought it was what you were saying. 
And then I thought, oh, maybe her body's not responding quickly enough because now she's saying because of Giselle, she's under so much stress that her body is not producing enough eggs. So like the failures of her fertility program are because of Giselle. <laughs> well, it is housewives. <laughs> So Chris is like, well, at first I was angry. Like, why they want to make something out of nothing? Huh? Why? Because, you know, that's not my personality. I'm always looking to make people feel comfortable. But you don't know what they've been through and their past. So when it comes, like, to luring or setting someone up, you know what? The wordage. It's the wordage that's upsetting. And he's like, yeah. And you know what the fucked up thing is? I didn't even ask to go to her room. I said, let's talk. And she said, come to my room. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think that I kind of feel like the producers did Chris dirty here because it's based on what his little what he was saying to us from the the diary room or whatever was. It sounded like he was teeing up to say I was upset at first because I always try to make people feel uncomfortable, but you don't know what triggers they have. So at first, I was upset when she said those words, and it sounded like he was about to say, but then I realized what may have seemed like a nothing for me may have had like associations for her. Like it felt like. Chris was clarifying or something and actually having a pretty, you know, thoughtful response. And it seemed like the show just cut away from that and just made, were like, no, we're going to make it that you were angry. We're going to develop a feud here. Did you get that sense? Or is that oh, just no, me? I think he is angry. I think he was saying, like, you don't know what people have been through. So maybe something did trigger her. But saying that I was like luring her or setting her up in some way is what's mm. pissing me off. Got it. So then... um, He's like, yeah, she's the one who said come to her room. And Candace says, she said that? And he says, uh, I'm 99% sure. Yeah, 99% sure. So, and then just, oh, Giselle, it goes, comes back to Giselle, and she's like, so he came up to me uh, and is like, can I talk to you? Uh, and I was like, sure. Uh, and he said, can we go to your room? Uh, and I opened the door, and I realized that my glam has left. Uh. And we're in the part where um, Giselle starts, I mean, Karen starts repeating everything Giselle says, which I like. So he said he wanted to talk. Wanted to talk. Mm -hmm. Let's go to your room. Your room. So I opened the door, the door, and realized my glam had left. Glam left on. Bye. <laughs> so Chris is like, uh, yeah, and there was no one in there. And I even suggested she leave the door open because I don't want anyone to suggest. And she was like, yeah, you know, because I don't need any rumors going on about me either. Okay, so what? Like, first of all, that's very smart of him. But second, is this true? Because Giselle, I mean, Giselle's making things really crazy now, right? So we cut back to Giselle, and she's like, and I'm uncomfortable. Mm, uncomfortable. Take off your shoes, baby steps. <laughs> baby Ray steps. Because I'm in a hotel room with a married man, and it's his word versus mine about what goes down. She's like, wait a minute. How do we go from conversation in the room to his word against yours? You and Chris are friends. Hmm? Did he touch you? No. What? Did he say anything that made you feel weird? No. Did he try to take your pillow mint? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen says, but did he make you feel? And Giselle says, well, he, the fact that it was happening, like what I do remember was saying to myself, I don't feel good and I want him to leave. Well, did you say that? Yes. I said, could you see if they're ready to have me back? And he left. He immediately left. Okay. <laughs> then okay. I don't understand. I don't understand. So Chris is like, well, maybe she was uncomfortable, 
but I've never been anything but nice to her, and she references my penis every chance she gets. And so they show like a little montage of Giselle mentioning the penis. Because, by the way, because Candace mentioned it a million times her first season, because that's all she that was before Candace realized there was value in being a villain. So she was trying to be the nice one and and like tried to be kind of risque by talking about Chris's dick. So then Karen goes, Well, we gotta be careful as a group. And let me tell you why. I had the same experience with another husband in this group, and he pulled me in and squeezed me so tight my breast went back to my backbone and the Nadam fragrance nearly fell off my body. And that's that's what I call touching. And I understand you felt uncomfortable and you're justified in your feelings. So there you go, a little bomb I'm going to drop in the middle of consoling you. And so she says, well, in my instance, I was, one, available to go to my minister. Mm-hmm. Two... I talked to my husband, and we decided that this man probably had too much to drink, and we just let it go. And the producer says, well, can you share which husband it was? And she says, no. No. (laughs) So then uh, Karen's like, well, you know, Giselle, you could have said it without the cameras, without us knowing, without bringing it to the entire group. And she's like, I didn't bring it to the entire group bar. I just said it on camera, knowing someone else would bring it to the entire group bar. Didn't she, though? Wait, hold on. She said it to Rob. I remember she said it to Robin on camera. But then she also pulled uh, Candace aside. So what is she saying? She didn't tell everybody. She just told the cameras, I I guess you're right. I don't, yeah, I don't know who brought, I don't remember who brought it to the group, to be honest. Uh, It's only like episode three and so much has happened. You know, I was like, what about Ashley? Because Ashley's the one who had the issues with the DMs, you know? So, okay. So... She's like, Miss Robin, nah, did it, ah. And Kara's like, oh, Robin, went to Mia with your story. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? She's like waving an apple in front of her face. I love when Karen gets full on Disney villain whenever she thinks she's got <laughs> something. And Giselle's like, well, I haven't had a chance to talk to her about that part. Ah. And the producer says, Karen, do you see cracks in the friendship? Of course there are cracks, and we all see it. It's like Ray trying to fix something under the sink. All crack all the time. (laughs) It's like Ray before he goes to modern nails. Cracks all on that cuticle. So now Candace and Chris are at lunch still, and Robin walks up. She's like, hi. And Robin is being so extra. She's like, ooh, hey, girl. Hey, don't treat me like that. Ooh, I can't, I, I can see, I got to get, ooh, the energy in here. I got to get right up into this talky talk. Okay, girlfriend. I was like, what is this Robin? <laughs> so she's like, okay, let me start at the top. Ashley says that you commented on this story. So let, let's make it clear. You didn't slide in her DM, right, Chris? You just responded to a story. And he goes, yeah, it's not like I like searched for her and then like DM'd her like after I searched for her. Chris makes this sound worse standing up for himself. Do you think so too? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chris makes <laughs> usually Chris makes every situation sound worse when he tries to like <laughs> elaborate on it. And like, there's so many times when he's been totally fine and in the right, and he starts talking. You're like, mm, I think the other people have a point now, right? So, like, I had no doubt until Chris started talking. Uh, so then Robin's like, "Well, I told Giselle, and then she recalled the experience when it happened in New Jersey. You know, and back when we rode home in the van, she brought it up then, and I was like, well, that's not a big deal. I mean, whatever you were saying is out of concern for your wife.' 
And Kristen's like, everything I do is just to be nice, okay? Every time you guys have to come around, I don't mind giving hugs, but I always wait for you to initiate. And she's like, well, I don't know if she meant to bring it up like this huge deal, which of course she did. She brought it up on camera. She waited all this time. So then Candace is like, yeah, but that is how she brought it up. And she widened her eyes and she clutched her pearls and she's breathing heavy, acting like somebody's trying to snatch her drawers, (laughs) which is bullshit. Because at the spring kickoff, there was, where was this discomfort then? And then we see a clip of Giselle being like, oh, hi, Chris. Love your pink suit. Yeah. Well, I think also, I'm definitely not defending Giselle here because I think it is kind of overblown. But I think that like Ashley was saying, yeah, Chris sent me a DM that I thought was weird. And then Giselle's like, yeah, I had a weird moment with him also. And then now it's getting, now everything is getting bigger and bigger, partially because of their own doing. (laughs) But now it's gone from like, oh yeah, I had a weird moment with him too, to now like, I was trapped in a hotel room with him and I had to flee out of there before he ate my corpse. You know, it's like, he's not Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just saying like, we get weird vibes from the guy. I mean, I don't know. You're yeah, allowed I, to I think say what, that, but it's, yeah, I that's guess what it's just gotten I think so that's where, crazy. I think that's where, well, I think that's like the, I think actually the conversation was like, yeah, I got like a, I, some, I think they were kind of both saying, Ooh, boundary issues with him sometimes a little bit, but because it's on TV and because it's being shot, like, we all just know that it's going to turn into something larger. So the knowledge that they say that on camera m- means that they're inherently kind of weaponizing it. And that's where we're all like, uh, this isn't something that really is at the weaponizing level, you know? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I mean, I just tried to be nice, you know? And um, then uh, Robin's like, well, I said, why now? I was like, why now? You know, because I think it was just the Ashley story that triggered her. So where do we go from here? And Candace says she has to walk it back is what has to happen because till then Giselle is dead to me. So then it cuts to Karen saying, where do we go from here? Which just goes to show you how line readings can make such a difference. Yeah. And like ability levels. It's true. It's the same line, but Karen gets a spinoff, you know, <laughs> where do we go from here? And Giselle, of course, Giselle, She's like, well, I thought I'd hear from Candace. I thought she'd say, you know, I talked to him and he says, sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry that that I was so mean to you for uh, for not signing on to your character assassination of my husband. Yeah. And uh, she goes, it was wrong. And if it wasn't wrong, I wouldn't have felt it in my gut. And so Karen just goes, hmm. That's like a very short Karen. Mm. It was just a simple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we leave off. And next time, family fun day. Family fun day. And hopefully some taglines too, BT dubs. Fingers crossed. But um, until then, thanks everyone for listening. I um, may not eat very much, but I have a lot on my plate. Uh, my name might not be william sonoma but i sure do have a plate (laughs) it's a weird one my doors if you have a problem my door is always open not but not for your husband oh oh that's actually pretty good michael wrote (laughs) this tagline for me (laughs) my tagline was repossessed (laughs) <laughs> I opened up an LLC to fund this tagline. Tha, tha. <laughs> Josh, I just come to the hoverboard.
<laughs> she just she just rolls by the camera on a hoverboard. <laughs> da, da. <laughs> and like a helmet. She's dressed all like a teenager <laughs> or something. <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's like in a like a Cheetos commercial. <laughs> oh goodness. All right, wow. everybody. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you in a couple hours for Take a Seat over on Spotify Live. Um, winter is Crappening just ended. Go find all of those over on our Winter is Crappening feed. And as usual, if you like videos and bonuses, come to our patreon.com slash what what crappens to be a supporter. And thank you to all of our supporters. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleon. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. She's a good hobby. It's Lauren Hobgood. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee. It's Sarah Lemke. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.